How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Hey there, Disney Files. Thanks for tuning in. Just a little warning that whilst we like to keep things bright and light here at Dissecting Disney Ditties, occasionally we do drop in a bad word or two. So if you're listening at home or in the car with the kidlets, you might want to listen to this later. Enjoy. We'd like to begin by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land on which we meet to record today, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and pay our respects to Elders past and present. Welcome to Dissecting Disney Ditties. Keep your hands and arms inside the carpet. But on this show, we'll be breaking each Disney classic down. The impossible question. What is, what is, what the, is best the best Disney, Disney song? song? Hello, hello. Welcome to Dissecting Disney Ditties with Stackers and Will. I'm Stackers. And I'm Will. And on this show, we will be breaking down each Disney classic song by song in an attempt to answer the impossible question. What is the best Disney song? Question about the best Disney song. It never come to me. I wish none of this had happened. So do all who live to see such times, but that is not for them to decide. All we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to us. Mr. Frodo! Mr. Frodo! Mr. Frodo! <laughs> I was desperate to try and get a Lord of the Rings reference in there, but I thought it might go down as well as the Star Wars reference did and that you wouldn't know what I was talking about. And so oh, I second-guessed myself. Lord of the Rings. Excellent. I know Lord of the Rings. There Mr. is redeeming Frodo. you yet, Stackers. There is... never, if I take one more step, this will be the furthest I've ever been away from the shark. Have you seen the YouTube cut where it's every time he takes a step, he repeats that line? <laughs> It's about nine hours long. <laughs> it's just, it, if I take one more step, it's the first time I've ever went from the show. If I take one more step, it's the first because it isn't long enough. Yeah. <laughs> it is ridiculous, but it's very funny for like the first uh, what, 30, 30 seconds. seconds. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, I'm not doing this. <laughs> and the, the tenacity of someone to like go through and oh edit God. that fucking yeah. thing. Mm, chef's kiss. I but, tip my hat to you, sir. I could not trust do this. fund. <laughs> <laughs> How have you been, Stackers? Um, I've been well. I'm so excited because I haven't seen you in like forever. It's been such a long time, and I guess I just want to firstly thank our listeners and yourself for the patience during this time. It's just there's been a lot going on. We couldn't find a day to record. Uh, but we're back. Yeah. You know, what have you been up to? What have you been doing? Uh, gearing up for a trip to New Zealand that Oi. I half planned. Well, <laughs> it, it's uh, it's good that I played that particular clip yeah. for you. Then. Oh, I'm going to Hobbiton. Yay! I'm so excited. <laughs> so excited. I really want to do like just a tour of the two islands, looking at all the like outdoor scenes yeah. and going to Hobbiton and stuff. My dad went to, well, my mum and dad went to Weta Workshop a couple of years ago, and it was like 
the Lord of the Rings is like my dad's crack. He just <laughs> snorts that shit up. And um, <laughs> yeah, he apparently lost his mind there. So I'd really love to see that too. Yeah, so. I just want to run to a cliff, turn around and go, they're taking the hobbits to Isengard. And then I'll have lived my, you know, I've fulfilled my goals. And every step you take away from the Shire, you could say, this is the furthest I've been from home. <laughs> and she never came back. But we're not here to do a step count on, uh, for, what's his name? Uh, Frodo. No, uh, not Samwise. Frodo. Samwise. Yeah, on Samwise's Lord of the Rings journey. A podcast I would love to see. <laughs> we are here to talk about a, a goofy, goofy movie. movie. Which starts, as all good Disney movies do, with a wet dream. So, <laughs> when it starts and he wakes up in the, the wheat field, I was like, this is one of two things. He's either dead or he's having a wet dream. Aww. And yeah, very quickly uh, we get his little crush. So I was Roxanne. like, okay, there we go. Roxanne. Another confusing, like, beautification of an anthropomorphic I animal i don't understand oh. what what these I, I know they're meant to be dogs yeah but some of the dogs have dogs i i, I don't understand yeah we actually looked it up last night so goofy is supposedly a, an american coon hound um, do they walk on two legs no they don't but th when you look at it it has like the same sort of facial shape i guess like the big floppy ears and um uh the sort of longer snout so i definitely looked at that and went oh okay i i get it it looks like a dachshund kind of like a big dachshund yeah 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 it looks like it looks like the dog from the hush puppies <laughs> Yeah, it Jeez. does. It looks like yeah. the dog. Have you ever seen um, Best in Show? Yeah. No, yeah, yeah no. Okay. Uh, do, you, do you know what I'm talking I'm about? I'm just picturing that dog with a big blue ribbon on it. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, there's a big sort of bloodhound in that. Okay. And it has a very similar sort of face shape and stuff. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's, yeah. Yeah, I, I I can't think too much about how this world operates because yeah. my the walls of my start, brain start closing yeah. in on each other. If you other. start to poke holes in it, that's when it becomes a problem because yeah. like, <laughs> the holes don't stop. Um, the biggest the biggest problem I had last night, and it's a relatively small problem, but the biggest problem I had is that this movie implies that his name is Goofy Goof. It is. Which is not okay. Like Disney, uh, the 90s did this with the Mario <laughs> Brothers movie. His name was Mario Mario. Really? Yeah, yeah. His first, have you not seen the Mario Brothers movie? No. Oh, my God. Don't ever watch it, but also watch <laughs> it because um, it's really bad. But, yeah, like they get arrested and he's like, first name, Mario. Last name, Mario. His name's Mario really? Mario. Does have some epically cool Italian surname? No, no. And Bob Hoskins. Notably not Italian, so... Right, okay, yep, it's problems. Um, and then Luigi's name is Luigi Mario, so that's the whole well, thing. Yeah. Oh, my God, they're brothers. There they are. Yeah. They're not besties. They're the Super Mario, Mario brothers. brothers. Mm. Which, their last name's Mario. You something every day. Wow. <laughs> um, so, we don't, we don't have a drink today. No, we don't. I've been uh. sick. So, I, I, I do... Oh, look, no, I have a drink. I have a, a, a drink that I will offer the masses. Okay, for, cool. Here we go. Here we go. Today's drink is what I like to call the well-rested, and it's when you drink a lot of water and get lots of sleep when you're feeling unwell. 
add some lemon to your tea and you can soak yourself calm. Please tell me you get the reference. I do. It is... The very first episode of... Nah, I've lost it. British comedy... BB. Oh, yeah, yeah, Black Books. Black yeah, books. sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Little Book of Calm. Little Book of Calm. It's one of the Little Book of Calm. Okay. Um, so let's get into some stats with stackers. Let's just jump in. Let's do it. Let's do it. Welcome to 1995. A goofy movie came out the year after The Lion King. It was meant to come out in 1994 on Thanksgiving, but for reasons, it was pushed in 95. I can't remember. I, don't, I really don't care. So mm. it came out in 1995. Mm. <laughs> Nobody mm. cares. The music is written by a swag of people, mm. most notably Tom Snow and Jack Feldman. So they wrote all the kind of music theatre numbers. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And then um, the other songs were written by a combination of Roy Freeland, Randy Peterson and Kevin Quinn. Mm-hmm. And the score was done by Carter Burwell and Don Davis, who was asked to come in and make it more um, sort of like Disney-esque theatrical. So yeah, okay. Carter yeah. Burwell wrote the score, but he used a lot of that sort of like banjos and like yeah, more yeah. more goofy instruments. Grown yeah, goofy stuff. Yeah, and the whole score was like that. And Eisner didn't like it, so he got in Don Davis to kind of make it a bit more symphonic. Okay. Um, but I quite like that the goofy songs still remained sort of in that more goofy esque. Yeah, um, yeah, sound, absolutely. Which is yeah. Cool. In the cast, we've got a swag of cool people. Uh, we've got Bill Farmer voicing Goofy, who is the voice of Goofy. That's probably his most notable credit. Yep. Um, Max Goof was voiced by Jason Marsden, who we just heard in... The Lion King 2, Lion yeah. King 2 is yep. Kovu. Yep. Deception. <laughs> so I really need to... If we were rating that, it'd be five for Kevin. Um, <laughs> uh, speaking of, find us at uh, patreon.com slash dissectingdisneyd for all bonus episodes. <laughs> um, Pete was voiced by Jim Cunning- Cummings. Old mate Jim. Yeah, so we know him as uh, the second voice of Winnie the Pooh, the mm-hmm. eventual voice of Tigger. Ed and Ed in the Lion King. Now, I forgot to mention this in the Bloody Lion King episode. I sort of alluded to it at the start, and then we did Be Prepared, and I totally forgot to mention it. Um, But he sings the end of Be Prepared. Yeah, the Um, the Be Prepared! He does from... He does the entire last verse. Point that I must emphasise is You won't get a sniff without me! Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, oh, who voices Scar? Uh, Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons was really unwell, and so it's it's something that you would barely notice because Jim Cummings is a master of impersonations. Yeah. So it's not something that you can go, oh, it's definitely there. But if you are paying absolute meticulous attention, you can tell. Yeah. It's the last verse okay, is not yeah. um, Jeremy Irons. But yeah, there, you go. there you go. There you go. Jim Jim Cummings is quite good, and he's quite good in this as well. Like. There is recognition there, but the the gruffness of Pete, as opposed to some of his other characters, like Winnie the Pooh, like yeah. Winnie the Pooh is it's really such a contrast. So mm. yeah, he is. He's great. I really enjoyed hearing him again. Yeah, um, Roxanne is voiced by Kelly Martin. PJ is voiced by Rob Paulson, who in 1987 
was Raphael and in 2012 oh. was Donatello in... I was obsessed with the 1987 Turtles. Yeah, well, he was Raphael. Obsessed. There you yeah. go. Okay, there you go. Um, he also is Pinky from Pinky and the Brain. Yeah. The Pinky and the Brain. Yes, Pinky and the Brain. Just to add to his credits, he's been the voice of over 250 different animated characters and voiced over 1,000 commercials. This guy's voice is everywhere. Hi, Rob Paulson here, better known to you as Yakko Warner from the Animaniacs. Hello, Vanity Fair. Other characters from Animaniacs include Dr. Otto von Scratch and Sniff. Yeah, that is me too. Pinky. From Pinky and the Brain. No. From Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius, Carl Weezer. Are you gonna finish that croissant? I was also the box ghost. Beware! Couple of Ninja Turtles, Raphael from the original show, and then Donatello from a later iteration. 50% of the Ninja Turtles in one old guy from Michigan. That is, I mean, that's a nice gig to get, yeah. right? <laughs> I mean, like, a voice actor gig would be pretty sweet, right? Like, you don't have to deal with well, the... Well, you can do it in your PJs. Yeah. That's the best yeah. part. Yeah. And it's the, it's the kind of famous I said I always wanted to be, where, it, like, because Daft Punk got it right, I think. Yeah, you know, yeah. like, everyone knows who Daft Punk is, but no one really knows what they look <laughs> who like. they are, yeah. Um, and so that's kind of what you want to be. Like, you know, mm. famous and successful and rich, but, you know, no you one knows who you are. You can still go to the shops. I can still go to the shops mm. in my tracksuit pants and buy some milk, and, and no one no will no one know. will care. I'll still get, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll still get, you know... <laughs> Yelled at by students in the yard. <laughs> I'll be like, ha, 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 I made the latest banger. <laughs> Mind you, why are you still teaching if you're a multi-million dollar recording artist? Yeah, you know, I've got to keep myself busy, stackers. <laughs> um, other voices of note include um, Frank Welker, who voiced Bigfoot. We remember him uh, most recently as the voice of Abu Raja in the Cape of Wonders in Aladdin. Oh, yes, 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 yes. He was also uh, the footstool dog in Beauty and the Beast and the, all the lion roars in The Lion King. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah so yep. he's everywhere. So he's Bigfoot. So yep. Good times. <laughs> yeah. Um, Powerline is voiced by Tevin Campbell, who I found out played Seaweed in Hairspray on Broadway. Oh. He wasn't the original. The original was Corey Reynolds. Yeah. But he then reprised the role of Seaweed in the Australian production of Hairspray. Oh, sick. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's kind of cool. And um, Lester the Possum was voiced by Kevin Lima, yep. who was also the director of this movie, and he was the head of story for The Lion King. Yeah, cool. As well. So he had that little um, role. There is another voice actor in here I should mention because I don't know if you noticed, but at the start there was a... Um, Oh, actually, is it at the end they dedicate the film to Pat Buttram? Yes, at the end. Yeah, yeah so Pat Buttram was um, a really famous voice actor. We know him in the Disney world as Napoleon in The Aristocats, Sheriff Nottingham oh, in Robin yeah, Hood, yeah, yeah. Luke in The Rescuers, The Chief in Fox and the Hound, The Old Dog. Yeah. And then he's the Possum Park MC in this, and he unfortunately passed away before the movie came out. So this was his last role. Right, okay. Um, yeah. I think Sheriff... Nottingham and Robin Hood's probably my favourite voice mm. there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there you go. There's all the... Sorry, who did he voice in this one? He was um, the MC at the Possum Park. Yes. So the guy okay. that was like yeah, introducing yeah, yeah. the show but wasn't Lester. Yeah. 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 In that... Ter- possums are terrifying <laughs> in America. That yeah. is not a possum. No, like- it's like a rat <laughs> yeah. that climbs trees. <laughs> Have you ever seen one in real life? Have you been to America? Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, sorry. No, I haven't been to America, but I've seen one in real life. Yeah. yeah. Hideous. 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 Yeah. I'm trying to think. Is it in the office? Yeah. In the office where they're trying to find... Is it Lester the dog? 
and something's wrong with his eyesight. And he's like, I found the dog and he's holding the possum. They're called opossums <laughs> yeah, over there, I think. Yeah. They are hideous people. Yeah, people yeah. in America, you don't know what a possum is. No, they're possums cute. are kind of cute in Australia, yeah, guys. They're yeah, they're cute and they eat all your wiring in your house. Like <laughs> yeah, they die in your walls yeah. and it's, it's great. <laughs> I had one. I hadn't been in my house very long. And thankfully, I was awake. I was sitting up in bed. Yeah. And a possum fell down the wall behind my oh, bed. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. it was like chucking a toddler down there. It was just like... Doo, 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 yeah. doo, doo, doo. <laughs> I, um, a house that I lived in, uh, in Fentry Gully, uh, just another suburb that I used to live in, um, there was a possum living in one of those walls. And it was the wall behind the bed head. And in the, in the mornings, you would hear it like scratching at the wall. Oh, God. And we went away uh, one time. We went overseas and we came back and there was like a very small hole that had been scratched no. through the wall and just this tuft of grey fur just sticking out of it. No and way. And I poked it. I was like, can you move? And it just sort of like shifted. Like I was like, ah, get away from me. Oh, my <laughs> so. God. That's the stuff of nightmares. I'm amazed no one's made a, a, um, a horror movie, like a B-grade 80s yeah. looking horror yeah. movie Attack about Attack of possums. the Possums. Yeah. Night of the Possum or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is a couple more voices that I would like to talk about, yeah, voice sure. actors, because it just, it, it anchors this movie so firmly in the 90s for me, particularly one of them. Uh, I can't remember the character's name, but Paulie Shaw voices one of the school friends. Bobby. Bobby, uh, I, as a young person, was very into Paulie Shaw, and it's a dark part of my past that I do not like to talk about. I don't know who that is. Paulie Shaw was in so much in the 90s. I thought you were going to say he was a serial killer. This uh, yeah. is why I don't want to talk <laughs> no. about him. No, I just don't want to talk about him because he is not very good. I don't know. Like, he, like he, as a person or well, no, just, just as an actor. Okay, He's, right. like, it's just a very grating comedian now, I think. Um, like He was a comedian. He was in... Have you ever seen Biodome? No. Uh, in, uh, Encino Man? I've heard of it. Yeah, he was a, a side part in that. And then he had a couple of like big movies, is In the Army Now and Son-in-Law, that were huge, huge films for him back in the 90s. And yeah, it was just... It, his voice came on and I immediately was just like, oh my God. Oh my God, why did I love this guy so much? <laughs> but I wasn't the only one. He was fucking everywhere. Um, and the other one I wanted to briefly talk about, because it took me a second to pick, but Angie picked it immediately. The principal, the voice of the principal. Wallace Shawn. Yeah, he is the, uh, have you seen The Princess Bride? Yes. The inconceivable. Oh my God. He's that guy, yeah. Oh, so, there you go. So the ones um, I didn't mention. Yeah. <laughs> so one voice I really enjoyed hearing and one voice I wanted to like grate my ears <laughs> off. So... <laughs> There you go. There you go. Um, so, uh, what's happening? So, this was mm. um, something that Katzenberg signed off on, mm -hmm. and then he was fired from Disney, and they completed <laughs> this movie because of contractual obligation, basically. Yeah. basically. Yeah. Um, so, this was produced by Disney Movie Tunes and Walt Disney Television Animation mm. and released by Walt Disney Pictures. Which in itself is a little bit of a contentious point, because... When we created our list of movies that we needed to cover, they were very specifically movies that were made by the Walt Disney Animation Studios. Yeah. This is the only one that we have on the list that was not produced by Disney Animation Studios. However, and you may correct me here, I may be wrong, it's my understanding that this began its life as a Walt Disney Animated Studios, but then when Katzenberg was fired, it was shipped off and the budget was slashed or something as well. So. Yeah, and this was, I think, handballed around quite a bit yeah. because this was originally um, a series on Disney Afternoons that right. had yeah. Goofy and Max in it, but Max was younger than what he is in this okay. film. He was yeah. like a kid. Um, <clears throat> pardon me. And it just evolved out of 
out of that. Um, so there is no original synopsis for this movie mm. because it's an original movie. It's an original movie. Hooray! How how novel? <laughs> how nice! <laughs> it actually is loosely based on a conversation that Katzenberg had about he has has or had, I don't know if they get along still, um, an estranged daughter, and yeah. he took her away camping to kind of rebuild their... Reconnect and stuff, yeah. ...their relationship, yeah. and it worked. And so they were like, why don't we do that with Goofy yeah. and Max? and lol jokes, you don't work for us anymore, yeah. so out you go. <laughs> Bye. I mean, this is the guy that wanted to axe part of your world, so... That's true, that's <laughs> Good true. Wait, goodbye, Katzenberg, we will not miss you. <laughs> so instead of an original synopsis, I've just got a little, little bit of information about where Goofy came from. Mm. So do you know what Goofy's original name was before he was Goofy? No. It was Dippy Dog. Dippy Dog. D-A-W-G, like Snoop Dogg. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. All right. Someone was trying to be cool. In 1932. <laughs> um, so, yes, Dippy Dog yeah, yeah. was a tiny, tiny character in some Mickey shorts in 1932. Yeah. And his dog was Pluto. Right. So, Dippy Dog. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Dippy Dog. Owned Pluto. Yeah. And this is why I'm like... And Pluto was just like Pluto. It wasn't Pluto like a is cool a dog. Pluto dog. Yeah. Like, yeah. And how is he a dog if he has a dog? Yeah. In 1935 is when he became Goofy. Yeah. So they changed his name because they realized he was like really funny and he was a great character. What should we name him? Dippy is not a nice name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Goofy yeah. is just a nicer version of that. Is it though? Like, would you rather be called Dippy or Goofy? I feel like Dippy, remember in our very first episode, I read out all of the canned dwarf names? Yes. I really did. feel like Dippy was on there. I feel like it was too. Mm, yeah. There were some really like strange names on that list. <laughs> um, if you want to re listen to our three hour long first episode, <laughs> yeah. feel free to go back and when find we did, it. No, yeah. I had no idea what we were doing. <laughs> I mean, we still don't really. Like, you rocked up. I was still putting shit together. Yeah. <laughs> like, I haven't learned. And we hadn't rated any of the songs <laughs> yeah. prior to pressing record. It was a fun time. So good. So good. <laughs> um. So, yeah, in 1935, he became Goofy. And his full name is GG Goofy Goof. Yeah, okay, right. Which, um, did you see on the map down the bottom, it had property of, and it was like William B. Goof. And then yeah, it was okay. someone else goof. And then they were both crossed out and said all goofies. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, I thought it was really yeah, cute. But it also, actually is quite cute. Now he's goofy goof. Like, goofy goof. GG yeah. <laughs> goofy goof. Is it just goofy 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 goof? <laughs> <laughs> Goofred goof, goofleberry goofy goof. <laughs> um, so when he became goofy in 1935, he used to do a lot of sport movies so okay. it's like goofy learns to play baseball yeah, goofy right. learns how to swim yeah and his best friend is daffy duck hmm. and so they did a lot of those things together except in the episode where it was goofy learns how to hunt and he's hunting ducks Ooh. again <laughs> what is this universe? do you mean donald duck <laughs> Because Daffy Duck is the Looney Tunes character. Oh, fuck. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Donald. You know, in my head, I was like, ooh, I nearly said the Looney Tunes They're one. the same. They're the same. Right. So <laughs> Donald's Disney, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So his, his best mate's Donald Duck. And then he goes and hunts. He learns how to hunt ducks. Yeah, it's grim. Ducks. I don't understand that's real grim. this world. Um, I think somewhere in there that they got rid of Pluto out of his story as well, I Yeah. Because, yeah, Pluto, I don't think I really have seen anything that Pluto's no, been Well, he's nonverbal. Yeah, okay. So I think he becomes Mickey's dog. Right, yeah. That's how I remember Pluto. <laughs> I suppose if he was verbal, then, you know, Goofy would have to deal with all the existential questions. Yeah. Like, why do you get to hold the lead and I'm on the lead? <laughs> why do you walk on two legs and I have four? Like... <laughs> Goofy. Goofy, look at me, Goofy. <laughs> 
So look um, in my eyes. <laughs> the show that was out in the nineties was called Goof Trip. Yeah, I vaguely recall that. Yeah, I don't. I watched a lot of Saturday Morning Disney, but I don't remember this. Um, so it was a Disney afternoon show, and that had Max and Goofy and their cat Waffles. Waffles, that's cute. Oh, I know. Why do you get to hold the lead? And I don't. <laughs> Waffles, stop talking. You're a cat. Look at me. <laughs> um, fun little fact uh, about Kevin Lima, who was Lester the Possum and also directed this. Yep. He went on to direct Tarzan. Oh. And Enchanted. But we can thank that guy for some of the decisions that were made in that movie, which we will get to later. Okay. No, it actually, <laughs> I, okay. I kind of see it. I do see it. Do okay. I do. I don't. Um, <laughs> Artistic similarities <laughs> equal genius. Yeah, yeah, whatever. So anyway, we'll go there. We'll go there. It's going to be a big couple of weeks. <laughs> it's going to be a big conversation. Um, so the main two uh, music writers on here were Tom Snow and Jack Feldman. Mm. So Tom Snow is quite a famous songwriter and his Wikipedia page is really, really, really long. But I, the ones that I picked out were he wrote One of Us and Love Will Find a Way from Lion King 2. He wrote okay. Deception, <laughs> Disgrace. Evil is plain as the scar on his face. And he wrote that with Jack Feldman. So Lion King 2 was the two of them together. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then with other people, he wrote Streets of Gold from Oliver and Company. And then he also wrote, is one half of the team that wrote Let's Hear It for the Boy from Footloose. Oh, cute. Which is an okay. absolute banger. Jack Feldman, on the other hand, so... Did nothing. He <laughs> is a nobody. Um, as we know, in the early 90s, um, Howard Ashman passed away. Yeah. And Alan Menken was given Newsies to write, the yeah, live action right. Newsies, yeah, yeah, yeah. starring a very young Christian Bale. Bale. Yeah. And because... Howard Ashman had passed away. He needed a new lyric partner, and yeah. it was Jack Feldman. Okay, yeah, yeah right. So he's the lyricist for that movie. Just, just newsies? Like he didn't lyricize yeah. anything else? No, he didn't do anything else with Howard Ashman. Maybe they didn't like each other. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that could, didn't end well. Considering how sweet Alan Menken seems as well, I guarantee he's not the problem. Yeah, so. I mean, he put up with Ashman throwing phones <laughs> against walls. Like That, that guy's got gumption. Another reason that Katzenberg is just the worst. When Bill Farmer was given the script for this, mm. they got into the recording studio and Katzenberg said, you're playing Goofy. He's played Goofy for a long time. Yeah. And you're still playing Goofy, but I don't want you to voice it in the Goofy voice. Yeah, Just do it right. in a complete natural American accent. Well, oh, okay. And Bill Farmer was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Because Goofy's voice is part of Goofy. And he was like, no. Nope. So he made him do the whole film with an American accent. And then Michael Eisner heard it, said, what the fuck? Yeah. Fired Katzenberg and got him to do the whole thing again as Goofy. Because that's, that's a very strange choice, especially when the yaha is such a big part of the, the synopsis. Well, just that whole, like, southern accent. Like, that's yeah. Goofy. Yeah. You just can't yeah. imagine, like... Yeah, you just can't imagine Goofy with just a plain... No. You know, street accent. That's not Goofy. I don't want to, yeah. if I'm being perfectly honest. <laughs> That's not something I'm interested in. <laughs> this, uh, when it opened in cinemas, it opened in the number two spot because it opened the same weekend as 
bad boys, bad boys. Uh, what you gonna yeah. do? Um, so it opened at number two. And it has since become, despite being a little bit of a box office failure, a cult classic. Well, that's another reason why we had to, we kind of felt we had to cover it is because I don't know if you experienced this, but when I sort of told people what we were doing, they're like, oh, you're going to include the Goofy movie? Because, yeah, it's not technically part of the same studio, but it was this big sort of cultural phenomenon and a lot of people look really favourably upon it. And so I guess, like, I didn't actually ask you, what were your thoughts on the movie? What did you think? I really liked it. Yeah, I I didn't, I, I don't think it's the best movie we've seen yet, but it's certainly far from the worst. I really, I thought it had a lot of heart to it. I thought it had a lot of really funny and well-timed jokes. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I completely agree. Yeah. I watched um, a video by Sideways on YouTube who claimed very proudly that this is the best musical that Disney animated studios ever Ooh, released. And okay. I, Look, I think it was good, yeah. but he was like, it's Beauty and the Beast and this. And I yeah. was like, really? <laughs> mm. I, think it's, I think it's got some excellent qualities. but yeah. And it's definitely something that I wouldn't mind watching again. It's definitely something I would love kids mm. to see. But in terms of a wow movie, yeah. I just don't know if it's going. Yeah. I think it deals with um, perhaps like subject matter that is quite close to a lot of people's hearts. And so particularly if they had a... a bit of a strained relationship with their father or if they mm. had a bit of difficulty grow like in growing up and fitting in and stuff mm. like that then perhaps this movie resonated with them quite a lot yeah um i was a bit of a weird kid you know when i was in my teenagers but that was sort of after this time i imagine so around about the time this came out i don't think it was really resonating with me much i actually don't think i watched it uh, before last night yeah i've never seen it before. yeah so it's just quite possible that this is just miss my zeitgeist yeah. uh but yeah, yeah look it was it was it was good fun that's something that i really really liked about this movie mm. is it wasn't about him trying to win Rick, roxanne she already yeah, liked him yeah so yeah. he didn't really need to do anything he was just worried that she would stop liking him before he really locked it in yeah but it wasn't a movie about i need to impress a girl it no. was a movie that was really about the relationship between yeah. him and his dad and, and him trying to work like out a side part who he is as well because mm. he's sort of he's seemingly afraid of becoming his dad yeah but his dad is so like I have complicated feelings about Goofy in this movie because I think his dad is quite loving and and caring and nurturing, but I do kind of the antagonist. (laughs) Very tired of his like buffoonery very quickly. I was like, oh my god, this is going to grate on me so much. Um, But his his heart is in the right place, and I suppose looking past that and trying to to and and seeing that is uh, the key to this movie. But um, yeah, look, it was it was very very enjoyable. I thought. Um, um, I also would like to point out mm. there is a character in this named Stacy who is not a slut. No. Can I just, she's can a I nerd. just hold her up? She's a nerd. She's got glasses. She's smart. Yep. She's probably going to grow up to be a heart surgeon, and I am proud of her. And she starts, da- well, she, she seems to be crushing on Paulie Shaw's character by the end. So. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. I'm very proud. I'm very proud. As soon as I heard the word Stacy, I was like, oh, fuck me. And then I saw her and I was so excited. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, it's, yeah, it was good. It was a good time. Hey, guys, Will here, ready to do another ad read that I have not prepared for. Um, every time I say it, I really need to write things down, but I don't. I don't. I do it off the fly because I know that's what you, the people, are clear clamoring for you're out there calling for blood in the streets no notes you say no notes will 
We like it when it comes straight from your brain to us. And I say, you're welcome. Um, firstly, guys, this is a big thank you to our Patreons. We couldn't make the show without you, so thank you, thank you, thank you so much uh, for helping us keep the lights on, keep everything rolling. Uh, if you would like to join us, you can at patreon.com slash dissectingdisney where you'll have access to bonus episodes as well as some other fun stuff that comes up. We've just uploaded The Lion King 2, Simba's Pride, featuring Jake from Praise Dionysus, who you would have heard on The Lion King episode as well, and it's actually a really fun discussion. Uh, We've also discussed movies like Little Shop of Horrors and Chitty Chitty Bang Bang and some other fun stuff as well. So patreon.com slash dissectingdisney. And if you don't want to join us over at Patreon, that's of course absolutely fine, guys. The best thing you can do is uh, help us grow the show by sharing it with your mates uh, and telling them this is the best podcast you've ever heard. I don't know. Just give them something. Give them something. Tell them about these awesome ad reads I do. <laughs> that'll sell enough. Uh, that'll get us enough listeners. All right, guys. I'm, I'm done. Let's get back into it. I'll see ya. Well, that went well. It always does. It always does. <laughs> I don't it, know why you doubt me. And that, that's why you never write it down. <laughs> never will. Yeah, because I never... Uh, you know what? It's its uh, positive reinforcement. I do it and uh, it makes me feel good. So the, the best part of that ad read is half of it was you talking about the ad read. <laughs> I've got prom- to promote our ads, you know. <laughs> uh, play the synopsis music. So, I'm I'm getting really into instead of writing my own synopsis, just finding weird ones on the internet. And mm. today I've got two because they sound like completely different movies. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. this first one is from IMDb. Please. <clears throat> when Max makes a preposterous promise to a girl he has a crush on, his <laughs> chances to fulfilling it seem hopeless when he is dragged onto a cross-country trip with his embarrassing father, Goofy. Okay, yeah. That's yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. This next one is from Disney Fandom. <clears throat> the film's plot revolves around the father-son relationship between Goofy and Max heading for a disaster as they struggle to find common ground despite Max's persistence, there are no commas in this, in having his own life and winning the girl of his dreams. As a result, they go on a road trip so both can have a bonding relationship. I guess those are both true. Uh, it's weird. Yeah, I I guess I sort of see it more as the the second one. I feel like the first one's appealing to the teens. Like, oh my God, he has a crush and his dad's going to ruin everything. Yeah, dads are the worst. Yeah, that's very much a 90s mentality, (laughs) I think. (laughs) I think Pete's dad, uh, no, Peter's the dad. PJ's dad says it at some point. He's like, ah, this MTV generation. (laughs) It was a very specific 90s teenage attitude. And it's so the whole film is so nineties. Yeah, absolutely. There's so many things like the cigarette lighter in the car. Yeah, remember <laughs> yeah, when they yeah, actually were cigarette lighters? I do. And now yeah. they're just power sockets. Yeah, I, I bought a car, <laughs> like a fairly new car, recently, and I was looking at it the other day. I'm like, oh yeah, it doesn't have one of those anymore. Not that I need it, but I'm like, ah, <laughs> oh, where do I plug my air mattress inflator? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I can't like my oh, no. stuff. I love it. They use it to hit the soup. Though. Yeah, it's very, it's cute. very cute. Hi, dad soup. Yeah, that I was really sweet. hoping that it wouldn't result in like a comedic thing where the soup explodes and it didn't. I was very grateful yeah. for that bit of writing. Yeah, and I think that, that moment. is something that the movie does do quite well is that it knows when to make the jokes and it knows when to not. Yeah. Um, there was never, yeah, there was never an inappropriately timed joke, I thought. Like there was some very, very funny jokes in there that were timed perfectly. So, so it's a, just another strength of this movie, I think. Mm. So we start off with uh, the first song after his wet dream. Um, we have the uh, song called After Today. Gonna move to the mall. Gonna live in the pool. Gonna talk to Roxanne and not feel like a fool. Cause after today I'm gonna be cruising. After today she'll be mine. After today my brains will be snoozing. If I don't faint I'll be fine. I really like this song. This is great. It's such a great opening and it feels very modern musical theatre. It does. It's full of exposition. Yeah, it's yeah. this I want song and you see the girl and yeah. you see the obstacles and so great. And yeah. he talks about how he doesn't want to be his father. Yeah. I won't yeah. be such a goof anymore. Yeah. It's great. It is great. It is great. It feels like it would belong in like a... Maybe not mo- like now Pasek and Paul, but like early Pasek and Paul musicals. You know, oh. if you've ever seen like Edges or something Edges. like that. Yeah, it feels like it would belong in that sort of show. Yeah, what? there's an awesome song in Edges about brothers or something, like we're bros for life. But pretty sweet day. Pretty sweet day, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah it feels like that song, yeah. So uh, would you like to rate first? Uh, indeed I would. So I gave this three for music. Uh-huh. Four for lyrics, yep. three for animation, yep. three for contribution, yep. one for cake. Very good. We are one point off. Get out of town. I gave it a four for music, oh, okay. a four for lyrics, yep. three for animation, three for contribution, and a one for cake. There you go. Maybe we're finally in sync. Maybe we needed this break we needed to this break really to just like reset. Because we really split parts <laughs> yeah. at some point. <laughs> yeah. What was there? Yeah. was one song where I just couldn't believe how poorly you rated it, and I was so upset. Was it, it the Tigger song that you gave flat fives oh, to? Shut up. <laughs> okay, well, moving on. <laughs> Um, yeah really great opening song really really fun sort of like you said it gives us everything we need Um, this is actually a really pacey movie like it uh, including credits it goes for an hour and 20 minutes there's no fucking around with it it just starts and we just keep it going Um, and we basically go not straight into but pretty much straight into this next song which is Stand Out I figured this song's a fucking bop. I love this song. So good. So this is performed by Powerline, who was heavily based on like Michael Jackson and Prince. Yeah. yeah. And interestingly, so this is um Tevin, what's his surname? Tevin Campbell, Campbell who was uh, a sort of I would not want to say like an R and B star of the nineties, but he was an R and B singer. Yeah. You know, wasn't super well known. And the choreography that you see Powerline do they got him to dance in front of a green screen, do all his own curry, and they animated it. That's, That's his, cool. his curry. That's very cool. Yeah. yeah. 
I really like it. Because I do quite like, not, not so much in this song, but the, the Corrie at the end with Eye to Eye, I think is quite cool. Yeah. Um, so I was wondering how that was. Yeah, yeah that's interesting. Hmm. Okay. I rated this song a five, five for music. <laughs> I think it's a bop. I really, really love it. I know it's not perfect, but yeah. I just I just think it's great. I gave it a three for lyrics, mm-hmm. a two for animation, mm-hmm. a four for contribution, and a two for cake. Yeah, right. So this is the scene. Um, we can probably explain this a little bit because, you know, we don't expect as many people have seen this as, like, The Lion King. Mm, yeah. um, so power lines like the be-all and end-all pop star and Max decides that to impress Roxanne, yeah. it's like a school assembly, mm. they cut the power and all of a sudden he does this, like, awesome concert. Like mime concert? Style. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's lip-syncing to power line, but there's, like, lighting and yeah. there's screens and, you know. A fly. He's, like, flying <laughs> Just around. let your, um, what is it? When you suspend your disbelief yeah, a little bit yeah, that, yeah. you know, this that is the school is funded well yeah. enough to have a <laughs> well, fully fleshed out laser light system. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and so he lip syncs to this, and it's really cool. It doesn't go well at the mm. end, of course, because it's a goofy movie. Yeah, it's, like it's the inciting event. Um, yeah, so what did you rate it? Oh, I haven't rated it. No. Um, so I gave it a uh, three and a half for music, uh, two for lyrics. A two and a half for animation, a three for contribution, and a zero for Kate because I just don't remember it. I only really remember the chorus, which is why I gave it the two. But yeah, um, yeah, I think it's probably the the boppiest song in the movie. Um, and it's and the it one comes up a lot. I think it does. Like there was, there's a a, a heavy metal artist I listened to, um, Jonathan Young. I don't know if you've ever heard no. of him. He does a lot of Disney covers um, of like heavy metal covers and he did did this one and I didn't recognise it, but it sounded so cool. I was oh, like, oh, right. this is pretty sick. Um, and so when I realised it was from the Goofy movie, I was like, oh, cool, I'll be able to listen to the original as well. Yeah. And I think that the heavy metal version is quite um, uh, quite good. Stand out. But yeah, I just think that there's something so cool about this in that Prince Michael Jackson yeah, way. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's so high. Yeah, and they yeah. did a, I think it was like a 20 year reunion. Yeah, okay. and Tevin sang this. Oh, really? At pitch. Oh shit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, these things are easy to do when you're young. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, the youth. <laughs> you know, I have a bad knee now, which oh, I only just oh, realised no. thanks to it's the knee and the hip and the it's, back. It's all going. Yeah, it's all, it's all going. going. I'm getting old, staggers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but fun little, uh, fun little song, and then this sort of like. Uh, the principal calls Goofy and says, you know, if you don't get your kid under control, he's going to end up in the electric chair. Inconceivable. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. It just, I just feel sorry for Goofy. Yeah, absolutely. I, 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 I think that's the thing that, Go- like, because I said, you know, Goofy's buffoonery annoyed me, but his innocence is quite sad as well. Because, yeah. yeah, he is quite naive in a lot of ways. Um, and then that was sort of played on, I guess. But, uh yeah, then that, then you know to try and get him out of the out of the uh, 
the path that he's going down. He takes him, uh, much, to, much to Max's dismay, he takes him out on the open road. Which means he's going to miss Stacey's party. That's right, yeah, because Roxanne invites him to Stacey's party. party. But the worst part is, when he says he can't go, she goes, that's okay, I'll find someone else to go with. Yeah. Not, that's okay, I'll just go anyway. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, they're yeah. Fr- She's friends with Stacey. This yeah. is the random part. She's like, I'll replace you. Yeah. <laughs> And as sort of as 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 tra- you know traditional gender role and stuff as it is, I found the dad, the angry dad, very funny. Like the angry sort of pit bull dad, very funny. Um, but then later on, when he comes back to her house, she pats him on the bum. Yeah, and Angie oh, was like, "Did she just pat him on the bum?" Yeah. <laughs> Again, I don't understand the anthropomorphic world we live in here. Yeah, well, this is prime anthropomorphic sexiness. This yeah. is like. Spring Space Jam, I think, is this Space year Jams, or yeah, the next here. or the next year or something. Yep. Like, and that was you know the awakening for a lot of young people. So. <laughs> Her name was Lola. Woo! <laughs> uh, but yeah, now we get uh, out on the open road or on the open road. Sorry. Do you need a break from modern living? Do you long to shed your weary load? If your nerves are raw and your brain is fried, just grab a friend and take a ride together. Up on the open road. What a fun song. Yeah, it's fun. I just don't really remember it, to be honest. I don't remember it either, which is why I gave it zero for cake. But I yeah. did give it four for music. Okay. Three for lyrics, four for animation, and two for contribution. I thought this song was really, really clever um, because it's it, it really shows you where Goofy's at and where Max is at because Max is just kind of like, fuck this, stop singing. Yeah. Um, and it starts... Does this start diegetic? Is it the, the tape? Uh, yes. Yeah. No. No. What's on the tape? The tape is something else and then they're fighting over the the, the music and then the tape like gets oh, chewed up. And then and... he creates this song because of all the noises the car's making. Yes, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. thought we were going to get some slam poetry or something. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I thought this was a really, really nice moment. It was just so musical theatre. Mm. I really like this. What did you rate it? I rated it at three for music, lyrics and animation, uh, a one for contribution and a zero for cake. Cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's out on the open road. Um, we get some shenanigans. Uh, they stop uh, at a couple of places, I think, and then they stop at Lester's Possum Park, or is that uh, the first stop? I think it might be the first stop they make, actually. I want to say it's the second, but I cannot remember what the yeah. first one is. Either way, this is the stuff of nightmares. Yeah. Come hoot and howl and holler from the heart. And every chicken, pig, and goat will help by helping out a yodel here at Lester's Possum Park. I really loved so there's I think there's four and like anim there's these really badly made animatronic possums. Yeah. Animatronic tronic possums in this like nightmare fueled mm. concert stage thing. And um the one on the right like is malfunctioning and can't get yeah. out of the hole. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, yeah. when it comes around to like the end of the song, it's come out, but it's like wildly like going up and down. It's just totally <laughs> out of control. I really like that. Um, I really like that the possum, the main possum that's like singing inverted commas, mm. his um, fingers are just like rusty nails that <laughs> hammered into a bit of wood in like awkward places. 
it's just visually, I thought this was really fun. The um, uh, I, this is from IMDb trivia, so take that with a grain of salt. But apparently, it is a parody of Disney's own Country Bear Jamboree attraction, which is at a lot of their Disney parks. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, so, <laughs> so I could see it belonging there. Like, oh, you know, yeah. like the small world after all type thing, yeah. animatronics and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I did not rate this song that well. I didn't either because you can't really hear it in the film. No, like, yeah, because there's a lot of like, talking and stuff over yeah. it. Yeah. So I just left it, but it is worth mentioning because it is quite a... <laughs> Quite an awesome sequence. Yeah, yeah. So I won't bother reading my scores either. But yeah, that's um, that's Lester's Possum Park. Uh, and then we get this like little montage of Max decides he's going to change. Oh, it's when they're trapped in the car with the Bigfoot outside. Max decides he's going to change the map to try and get to uh, Los Angeles to see this concert. And so we get this like... Um, uh, montage of fun things. You know, Max is getting some things in. He's also doing some stuff for Goofy. We see their relationship building, etc. And then they get, they meet Bigfoot. Yep. And Bigfoot traps him in a car. Yep. And it just made me think of, there's this video that Tim showed me um, a couple of days ago of a, um, I guess, like nature documentarian. And he's yep. in Antarctica. Yeah. And he's in like this like glass cage is how I would describe it. Like metal framework. Yeah. Glass cage and a polar bear is he's meant to be watching this polar bear go to this like little hole where there's fish, but the polar bear notices him and tries to break into the, That'd be the glass cage. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and that's all I can think of when I can see Bigfoot like jumping on the car. Cause he's like, the guy is saying I'm in trouble if he gets on top. Yeah. Like he's like, oh, you know, he can kind of batter it around. It's fine. But if he gets on top, I don't know if it's going to hold the weight of a yeah, full grown yeah. polar bear. So when I saw Bigfoot get on top of the car, I was like, oh God, like <laughs> this is that guy's worst nightmare. And I like that he gets distracted by the cassette tape. Yeah. What is it in it? It's like Bee Gees or something like that. Um, it's, well, you can tell. Yeah, yeah. Is yeah, it, staying alive. It's yeah. staying alive, yeah, because then he starts dancing yeah. behind the car. <laughs> Which is, again, just one of those very funny, well-timed <laughs> jokes. You just see him doing the, the disco dancing yeah. behind the car. <laughs> How did they get out of that situation? It didn't really say. They all fell asleep. We get the high dad in the soup. Yeah. And uh, the next morning, they're just... We're just la da over the fact the that cafe. Bigfoot has the keys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just yeah. realised, like, how did they get the keys back? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. So, um, yeah, Max decides to change the map route, which this is what didn't make sense to me because Goofy said, you know, this is the trip I did with my dad. Yeah. And they suddenly go to all these places that, like, he obviously wouldn't have been to. Very weird. Yeah. Um, I think it's... I, I also had that moment where I was like, well, clearly he would know if he was on the right path or not. But I, I guess it's just I put it down to Goofy's buffoonery again. I was just yeah. like, well, he's a bit of a dick. He doesn't really get it. So he's just going to trust Max. And, yeah. yeah. And I really like that he let Max pick some things to do. And so he takes him to like the baseball, I think. And yeah. Goofy's obviously not enjoying yeah. it. And but so he gets then the ball for Max him Max takes him to the yarn yeah, museum. Yeah, that was very sweet. That I was a that very was really sweet cute. moment. Like, yeah. we've done stuff for me. Let's go to this lame thing. And Goofy's like, oh, my God, a yard museum. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but he changes the map. And uh, he tells... He tells PJ, because they run into PJ and Pete, yeah. that he changed the map. Pete hears it, tells Goofy, and Goofy's like, no, I don't believe it. Yeah. I don't believe he changed the map. And this is right after he said to Max, I trust you with the map. Yeah, yeah. He gives you them know. the whole, like, knighting yeah. ceremony and stuff. Oh, yeah. so then we get this, like, 
I don't know about you, but I've never been so tense. Oh, it was very as when tense. On that freeway. They, are and they going left or right? Yeah. Are they going left or right? Which way, Max? Which way? I was like, I, I had no idea what the end. Did you know he was going to go left? I really thought he was going to go right. I thought, no, nah, look, I, I guess I just sort of saw where the story was going. And so I was like, no, nah, no, nah, he's going to go left. And it's gonna, they're going to have a fight and all uh, that sort of stuff. I thought yeah. they'd go right and then Goofy would come around and be like, let's go to LA. I yeah. didn't think he'd say left. Yeah. Oh, I was like, yeah. oh my God, just pick something you're going to crash. <laughs> and then Goofy, you like cracks the shits like oh, he is wow. angry yeah. um and then the car sort of like rolls down the hill and they end up in a in a river on top oh, of the car my god it's like you've driven the great ocean road before yeah, right? yeah so for those of you who aren't from victoria the great ocean road is this like death trap of a road yep. that runs around literally the edge of the country yeah so it's like on one side is a rock face and on the other side is certain death and yeah. if you floated far enough you'd hit antarctica yep. um and it is horrifically awful to drive that at night if you're driving on the outside yeah. and every time there's another car coming, you're like, this is how I die. Because yeah. <laughs> at some point there's not even a barrier on yeah, the right hand side. I don't yeah. understand how that works, but that's kind of what they were driving on. And yeah, I got really anxious. <laughs> I imagine it. it's like the Grand Canyon version yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, but then uh, in that moment, it actually had like one of the most sort of heart like not heart-wrenching, but the most sort of poignant lines for me was like Max says something, as they're floating down the river on this car, Max says something like, you know, I, I, um, I'm i not you, I want to have my own life or something. And Goofy just says, yeah, I know, I just want to be a part of it. I, I was like, cried. Oh. That was so beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It was. But yeah. then we get this, uh, this, this song where they sing to each other and make up and become friends again. <laughs> he's just highly animated and he's nobody else. Turned into a true blue duo heart. Times we've had a few. A love song between a father and a son. Yeah, I think it's a nice song. I just think it's it doesn't really fit with the scenario that's on the screen at the moment. Like it feels a bit too. Like, it, like they're floating down a river on top of a car. It feels like this song is too sort of jazzy and swingy for that. Too, too chill for the too situation. Too chill for the situation, in. absolutely. Like, this is a song that you could see them singing in, say, the car park after the concert. Like, mm. as they're sort of making their way back to the car. Like, nah, nobody else but you. you know, <laughs> Not on top of the, the car in the river as they're, like, fighting for their when, lives. When they get to the waterfall, yeah. Tim goes, don't look or you'll move faster. Because, <laughs> you know, they never, they're floating along. It's in, like, every, it's a movie trope. Yeah. Floating along a river. And it's not until you see the waterfall that you suddenly speed up. If yeah. you don't look at it. You'll be fine. <laughs> well, that's uh, that's what movie logic has taught me. <laughs> um, I rated this um, nicely. I gave it a three for music and lyrics, two for animation and contribution, and a zero for cake. I don't. I just don't find these songs particularly catchy, apart from after today. <laughs> yeah, uh, th- th- that's a, that's the thing. Like the songs in this are, are not bad. They're just not very memorable. Yeah, and I think that that's. I just... still remember. Why should I worry? Yeah, so it's not absolutely. like it's because yeah. I've never seen the movie before. I still remember that, and I'd never seen yeah. Oliver and Company. Before. Absolutely, I still remember the. Do 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 do. Yeah, I rated it quite similarly. Three for uh, music and lyrics, one for animation, three for contribution, zero for cake. Mm. Yeah, but like like I said, I think that song in a different point in the movie might have hit different for me and maybe have 
been a bit more favourable. It just didn't really suit the moment, I don't think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then we get um, the, <laughs> the 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 waterfall and Max doing the perfect cast. And, and they survived this. Ding! They survived. Cinema Sins will eat that up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was more the car survived that. Yeah. That's what I couldn't believe. <laughs> oh, this, this brings me to the second moment, though, where, like, we just gloss over some facts and we're like, we have to suspend our belief and go, okay, they got, you know, the, the Bigfoot, they got they just got out of it. We just have to think. Yeah. That, that, it's the, the whole, um, let's go to the Powerline concert. Well, how are we going to get in? I'll, we'll leave it up to me. Next minute, they're just getting carried in in, like, <laughs> yeah. musical instrument what? cases. What? Like, hang on. I want to see that. <laughs> that looks fun. How did they do this? Yeah, I, I said the same thing. We are like, wait. What we just yeah. kind of yeah skipped a whole sequence there. So that's the second moment where you just have to sort of go, okay, something's happened. I just okay. accept it. Just accept it and move on. They yeah. killed some musos, <laughs> threw out their instruments off the side of the road, got in the cases, and their roadies shipped that's them into a, the venue. You know like, what? That's my new headcanon is that they went on like a murder, murder spree. spree. There is dead people all over Los Angeles now. <laughs> Thanks to Goof. Are you... <laughs> oh, uh, but then, then we get sort of the big final dance number, uh, which is very... It's quite fun. Uh, we get this uh, incredible, like, drag performer performing yeah. as well. Has like, I would actually love to, sh- to see this... Uh, I would love the shit out of seeing this concert, I think, because it's like the big sort of glass ball that has like lightning, lightning. and stuff. It looks like an expensive concert. It, oh. looks, so good. <laughs> it looks like a dangerous concert. As yeah, well, absolutely. So. Yeah. Absolutely. But uh, then we get this this song, Eye to Eye. I really love when he says to his dad, cast the line or whatever, yeah. the fishing thing. Yeah. Because yeah. he had such a weird c- casting process and that becomes the dance. I thought yeah. that was really cute. <laughs> yeah. The perfect cast. The, yeah. The, the perfect two cast. Two o'clock, 10 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. This is kind of fun. I, I don't know though. Like it feels a bit naff that they actually do get on stage. Like it. <laughs> it surprised me that Goofy got on stage and Goofy got on stage first. Yeah, um, yeah. But that, I guess, really completes and solidifies the relationship is healed. Yeah, I guess. I they guess, do it yeah. together. Um, I love that Roxanne is so upset that he's not there originally. Yeah. yeah. So, she was having a good time at that she... party. <laughs> what did you rate this? I rated this at a three for music and lyrics, mm-hmm. a Four for animation, a two for contribution, and a one for cake. And a one for cake. Cool. I gave it three for music, lyrics, and animation. Yep. Four for contribution. Yep. And zero for cake. Yep. Fair. And we got the same. We've actually managed to give new identical scores for a few of these. There we go. Um, I told you. We've different arrangements. synced up. Yeah. We've synced up. That makes me feel good. <laughs> Ages and it does. Uh, full disclosure, I think Angie hated this movie. <laughs> I do not think she liked it. Um, there is uh, a couple here which almost made the, <laughs> almost made the cut. So I just want to read out scenes the... Scenes uh, from the cutting room floor. Scenes from the cutting room floor. Um, the the, the honourable mentions, if you will. Um, 
So firstly, uh, she says, ah, the perfect cast is the Chekhov's gun of this movie if Chekhov <laughs> was written by a three-year-old. Um, she said, uh, I think we can say with confidence that people who aren't cool wrote this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and then my second favourite, which was just, it's very simple, but just at one point in the movie, she just piped up and said, I dislike Max. <laughs> Oh, Max is so cool. I love him. Uh, <laughs> and interestingly, Max is the protagonist of this film, not Goofy. Yeah, yeah. So it's not a Goofy movie. It's a Max Goof it's movie. It's a Max Goof movie. Yeah. Uh, but Angie's anecdote for this episode is that I think I am not enjoying this movie because I am Goofy. Angie's <laughs> <laughs> anecdotes. There we go. Do we have a winner? We do have a winner. Um... Not by a lot, but yep. the winner is after today. I need a new me plus some positive proof that I'm not just a goof. And after today, I'm gonna be cruising. Now I'm pep rallies to catch. After today, my brains will be snoozing. I'm gonna sit on my butt. And that puts it in a very safe position of number 45. Oh, well, it's not really changing the world, but it's a good movie. It's a a fun movie. Not challenging the top spot. No. Uh, um, Before we wrap up, Will, happy one year anniversary. Happy one year anniversary. Uh, There'll be a picture on the socials, but Stackers made a cake for this occasion. It was actually... It was actually a few weeks ago now, but like we haven't been able to be in the same room for some time. I was busy time, doing so. my cabaret about and, Disney. About Disney, yeah. which was sensational. <laughs> and then I was busy doing my cabaret about not Disney and it's not a cabaret. <laughs> Lame is. Uh, yeah. So it's it's great. It's been the best year ever in mm. terms of my, you know, don't tell my other podcast, but it's been the best, year, <laughs> best podcasting year of my life. Uh, and I'm looking forward to continuing. Yeah. And uh, for those of you who haven't noticed on socials, we have merch now. Um, so you can buy a t-shirt that says what is the best Disney song and uh, you know when people ask you oh my god what is the best Disney song you can say well there's the podcast called Dissecting Disney Disney Diddies will answer all that I I do not we do not take responsibility for any things that may be thrown at you if you give (laughs) what some people consider the wrong answer as long as you don't say hi ho you'll be (laughs) fine But, uh, yeah, any more on a Goofy movie? No, that's all I've got. All right. Well, let's wrap it up there and let's. we'll see you in two weeks' time for, for Pocahontas. Pocahontas. Until then. I'm Stackers. And I'm Will. Bye. How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network, with gig speeds everywhere. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply.